is episode 17 part two uh you guys won't believe this we recorded for an hour and the recording glitched out uh if you have any complaints about missing out on that hour of goodness wherein we revealed who killed tupac uh the location of the loch ness monster <laughs> uh as well as who will win the 2024 presidential election if you want to be mad at someone for messing that up you can blame riverside which is a partner of spotify um so yeah get that handled uh, we're going to be do, doing a quick abridged version because, unfortunately, this podcast does not pay the bills, so we all got to go to sleep and uh, go on with our days. Um, but hopefully we can bring you the magic that we had experienced uh, in that hour. The first thing we want to talk about is Asia Cup. We had uh, – oh, I should probably say who's with us today, right? Uh, with me today, I have Nabir, Aziz, and Rayan. Um, and Aziz was actually present for Asia Cup, the final that happened in Qatar, where uh, Jordan took on Qatar. Uh, Aziz, tell us who won that game, how they won that game, what the vibes were like. Give us a quick run now, but make it quick. Yeah. If you saw the scoreline, it was 3-1 Qatar. Uh, all three goals were scored by a penalty uh, by Akram Afif with the coolest celebration of 2024. Ooh. I don't know if you guys seen what that. What do you do? Nah, uh, educate me. Oh. No, no, no. No, you, you need to include that clip right now. Okay. Um, so the game was kind of pretty dead, not going to lie, uh, up until Jordan scored the equalizer. It's a very beautiful strike by uh, Yezen Ramat. Uh, but other than that, the, the, yeah, the, the game the game was pretty dead. Uh you know, with with all respect to both teams, like I think in terms of like quality of football, uh, they, they they played really well to get there. But uh, again, uh, and, and you know how finals be, they're mm-hmm. usually pretty dead. The World Cup final last time was uh, an anomaly, right? Something like I thought you were about to say something else before. there. You almost concerned. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, but yeah. you're right. Finals are usually pretty, you know, dead because people are nervous. You add that, you add on to the fact that, you know, these guys really aren't the greatest hoopers out there. Uh, and mm-hmm. you likely aren't going to get crazy spectacle. Look, we talked about something in the recording that I do want to touch on. Uh, and that, like, the heavyweights of South, uh, of Asia, you know, fell apart here. And two relatively smaller countries were able to compete in the final. Hopefully, this is a sign of, you know, the ascendancy of these Arab countries, these South Asian countries, maybe one day uh, into the frontier of football. Um, But that remains to be seen. Um, Also wanted to give a quick shout out to Afif, who scored that hat trick in the final, because he had an incredible run in that tournament. So shout out him. Shout out Miguel. Uh, Damn. Can't believe we're going to. Damn. <laughs> but, uh, but okay. Um, wrap up Asia Cup. The other ethnic tournament that went on this past weekend is AFCON, which came to a close. Um, you had Nigeria get beaten by. We learned how to pronounce this last time. Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah, you did. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Something like that. Take five at doing this damn thing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're on a different platform for this topic. Uh, we're going to be talking the title race and I'm going to be even more combative than usual now. Cause I'm 
not in a good mood anymore. Um, we got three damn teams going for one trophy. All right, it's 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 the same names we've been talking about for weeks. Um, but we are addicts of this game, and we will keep talking about these same three names hopefully for a while. We got Manchester City, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Liverpool currently sit top of the Premier League with 24 games played and 54 points. In second place is Manchester City with 23 games played and 52 points. And in third is Arsenal with 24 games played and 52 points. Listen, if we're being honest, we could just call it that with 24 games played, City are probably top with 55, Liverpool second with 54, and Arsenal third with 52. That is the standings in February. Things don't get decided in February. They get decided in May, okay? That's right. And listen, we have two Arsenal fans here with us, me and Nibs. We got a Liverpool fan here with us. Uh, and we have Aziz who's just – he's played the game, okay? He enjoys the game, all right? Um <laughs> That's that's it for him. So we're gonna talk, and he's gonna moderate. You know, as as a unbiased neutral. Um, Rayan, you're the you're the Liverpool fan, right? It's your first right. time on the show, on the podcast officially. I'm passing you the rock, and you're gonna tell me how you <laughs> see things going for you, and how you've seen things go so far. Yeah, man. Uh, I think you know it's been a great season for Liverpool uh, so far. Um, just our last game against Burnley, we had our front three all bad goals: uh, Luis Diaz, Darwin Nunez, uh, Diop Jot, uh, and that's kind oh. of what we expected uh, moving into the season. Everyone was like, "It's going to be one of those uh, classic Liverpool teams where you're just outscoring the other team, banging goals left and right." Um, and we've had, I think, a lot of success in that. Uh, you know, obviously top of the table, big bounce back from last season. The Arsenal game recently definitely was a reality check in some ways. Now. We can look at a stat that in the last like 34 days prior to that season to play devil's advocate, right? Arsenal had played three games to Liverpool seven. Liverpool wah, missing wah. Uh, to Afcon, <laughs> right? Clearly outplayed in that sense. But I'm not worried in terms of confidence in, in losing to Arsenal just yet. I think it's, you know, a fair competition. Uh, I think Salah comes back. We're in good form. You know, we didn't trip up against the weak side uh, on Burnley there. Um, the only thing to worry about is City, and I'm sure we're going to talk about, you know, their remaining fixtures with that game in hand. It does look like, you know, their inevitability uh, is going to haunt us again. Uh, but in terms of Liverpool as they're standing, I think they're as strong as they can go right now. Um, again, we can talk back and forth about this, this Arsenal game, uh, yeah. and major, major credit to them and how they exposed us. Uh, but I do not see that as like a major red flag going forward. Listen, uh in the earlier recording, I think I was a little... I gave too much credit to Liverpool. Um, <laughs> now you're cranky. Yeah. I'm going to flip the script on them real quick. I think, I think you got three midfielders in midfield. All right? Oh, God. That, that midfield got exposed versus Arsenal. I think uh, it could get exposed again. I think what you do have is an incredible group of attackers. And onto that, you're going to add Mohamed Salah. Uh, which is scary. I think what also showed uh, in uh, in the Arsenal game is that two of your most veteran players, most elite players, Allison and Van Dyke, they're fallible, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's that saying about like what happens when you see a god bleed, 
right? Like in, in the Prem, these guys that are feared bled and they look silly, right? That does a lot for opposing teams mentally, right? You look at like dudes in the Prem that are really confidence-based players, right? Even like your troll-type players in Neil Maupé, they now have a target in Van Dyke and Allison to antagonize. Like, I dare you to mess up again. I see what you're capable of, right? These vulnerabilities, it's like really bad when you're chasing a title and you show them this early, especially running into the business end of the season. Are they likely to happen again? Of course not. These are good players. But is it now more of a possibility than before? I think yes. I mean, to that same extent, right? We've had... Uh, Saliba, Gabriel, Stinkers oh, so far, for right? Sure. There have been lapses in Arsenal. You're talking about seeing, you know, these guys bleed. We've seen them bleed last year too. And maybe not so much Alisson, but Van Dyke, right? It's mm. a huge credit to him. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about his like career path and where he stands right now, but for him to be playing the level that he does still and be called, you know, one of the top uh, defenders in the league, that's a different story, right? What I'm looking more at from a Liverpool standpoint is sitting on top of the league and Aside from the Arsenal game, right? Before that, we're looking at like just wins on wins, no losses. The, the Tottenham game, obviously, we can debate about all day. There's a whole. That, I don't count that as a loss. I think Arsenal right? was your first real loss of the season. And I think it was a legitimate loss. And moving on, you know, I'm not as cranky. So I'm going to give Arsenal their credit in, in one regard <laughs> in that they really ran out of steam last season. We saw near the end, right? You guys mentioned this before. This is maybe one of their like healthiest squads that they're going to have going into March and to the end of the season. And I think the bigger game for them, to me, honestly, was this last week against West Ham. Because we've seen, like, even Liverpool had this issue last season, Arsenal especially so, where they're struggling against the weak teams. And after a big win against Liverpool, egos are high, you know, all the celebrations afterwards, Arteta mimicking Klopp's celebration and everything, right? Egos are high. It's really easy to fall at that point. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys lost to West Ham twice now this season. So to come out, um, and then went 6-0 against, you know, a, a team like West Ham, no matter how weak they are, they're like mid-table. It's a really solid showing. And I think that's the biggest confidence boost that Arsenal can have going forward. Do I see that as a threat to Liverpool? Not really. I think Man City's, you know, big brother here that we got to worry about. Um, mm. But I do think there is a race. And like you said earlier, Arsenal, like, they can definitely have hope. And we can talk about, you know, uh, where City falls uh, later on in this pod. No, for sure. I, I don't disagree with anything you said there, but I think the point I was trying to make about, you know, like these players looking fallible, I'm speaking on it as someone who has experienced failure as a fan. I don't have a, a experience as a title-winning side to speak on, right? What I can tell mm-hmm. you is that last season, we had early on in the season instances where Gabrielle made mistakes instances where Ramsdale made mistakes and I think if you look at the tail in the season I case in point you look at the game against Southampton where we drew 3-3 to effectively end our title bid why does the player bother to press Aaron Ramsdale in the third minute of the game because he knows there's a chance I could get something here, mm. right like there's you look at Man City sometimes when Ederson has the ball or Ake has the ball, or uh, Guardiola has the ball, these teams don't even think it's worth their time to try and press this, right? Like, that's more what I'm trying to get at. Like, 
it creates situations where teams sense opportunity where there wasn't before. Um, and, and that could hurt you. I'm not saying, look, your loss to Arsenal is going to be the reason you'd lose the league, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely didn't help, right? Um, of course. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about that 6-0. Uh, a point I mentioned before, I, I, I haven't seen Arsenal go for big score lines like they have in the last four weeks, right? We had the 5-0 against Palace and we had the 6-0 against West Ham. It's the first time where I see my team smell blood and go for it. Uh, I mentioned, look, Ben White for the sixth goal. He got the assist to Declan Rice. With goals like that, I know you don't really like count assists as assists, right? But if you watch the full clip, we are in the, I want to say 65th minute it was, or 70-something minute, and we're up 5-0. 75th, right? We're in the 75th minute. We're up 5-0. And Ben White, who's already played 70 minutes of football bombing up and down the flank, is sprinting his mind away for an overlap that may or may not happen, right? The ball kindly falls to him and he's able to like get an assist or whatever. But that kind of effort is inspiring to me as a fan and i know the team looks at each other for moments like that and it's the kind of stuff that kicks you on so it it was nice to see as a fan um do i still think we're the favorite out of the three absolutely not do i like our chances a lot better than i did before we went to the break in dubai like a month ago absolutely yes yeah i think i think we really needed that reset i don't know what arteta got into our team in that little break we had. But I feel like there was a lot of work to be done with our mentality, with how much belief we had, uh, especially after the three kind of bad results. Um, You know, I feel like uh, there's still uh, little deficiencies in our squad, um, especially that that clinical finisher up top. But, you know, as long as our white players are getting on more on form, they're finishing off their chances. I feel like there's a chance. Obviously, CD has shown that winning a league is possible without a clinical striker. And so maybe we can show that. And, you know, as, as Ryan mentioned, much of our team is still, like, out injured in the beginning of March. Uh, we might be able to see a full squad. And so can't wait to see what Arthur can do. And, and I'm going to say this again because I want it on record. You will all watch, see, and understand the difference. Fabio Vieira... Thomas Partey and Jurian Timber make when they're back. I promise you it'll add a dimension to our game that mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't expecting. Uh, and I do want to point out something funny um, that could be a coincidence, could not be. I don't mean to be a toxic fan, but some of our best performances this season have come with Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko not playing. No. Uh, you look at the win versus City, Jesus not there. Uh, mm. You look at the win versus Liverpool. Jesus not there. Zinchenko subbed at half. You look at the 6-0 against West Ham. Jesus not there. Zinchenko Zinchen. not there. So That that clean sheet. The, the, recently, you know, I know this because my FPL team, I got two Arsenal defenders, and we're not keeping that clean sheet. Is I think is largely dependent on Zinchenko's <clears throat> failure as a left back. He or if he stands up and he stands strong, I feel like there's no deficiency in our in our um uh t- in our defense yeah. yeah i think kvr and zinchenko both have like uh complementing 
play styles. Like Kivyar is a better defender, does not invert nearly as well. Zinchenko inverts sensationally, but cannot defend to save his life. Timber is the happy medium. He can mm-hmm. do both uh, very well. And I think have that... you have you seen enough of Timber to make that judgment though, brother? To quote the Kanye song in in the preseason and that first game against Manchester City where we beat Manchester City, he's done miracles on me. Like, if you look yeah, at the like... way he dogged Bernardo Silva for 90 minutes against Manchester City, everything I needed to see right there. Sure. I, I, I just need to see more. Like, one game is yeah. not enough, you know? And, and uh, let's be clear. He had an ACL injury. If he doesn't yeah, come back yeah. the same, I, um, don't color me shocked, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm hopeful because this guy recovered from an ACL faster than Thomas Partey has been able to recover from a hamstring. Um, so different minerals. We all know. Well, we all know it's not a hamstring, but yeah, dog. Can we talk about no, no, yeah, just so we're not having the same conversation again. AFTV brought on Thomas Partey's lawyer for an injury oh. update. Not his doctor, his lawyer. And his lawyer confidently said, oh, he'll be back in X weeks. Dog, how the lawyer know? (laughs) (laughs) That makes me think that brother got an ankle monitor on or is in jail. (laughs) (laughs) And when Arteta was like, oh, he's fit. Oh, psych, he's not fit. That's like the judge being like, nah, two more weeks. (laughs) He got to be locked up in the house. Uh, Listen, let's address the elephant in the room. No one here is a supporter of sexual violence. We condemn oh. sexual violence. Uh, but we also recognize... I see there is no but. Period. End the statement. <laughs> yeah. Period. End the statement. Uh, yeah. You don't have to record again, man. Yeah. But <laughs> as a footballer, TP bangs, yo. I ain't gonna hold you. Um <laughs> And Mason Greenwood's still playing. So I think if there's a priority of things we need to get in order, that guy. Go get that guy. Um, what were we saying? Okay, we, we've talked about Liverpool a bit. We've talked about Arsenal a lot. Let's talk about Manchester City, mm-hmm. right? The best of the bunch, in my opinion, right? They've won their last uh, five in a row. Oh, what you go ahead, Cook. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to talk about just their last game, and I think the thing that scares me about them the most, right? We talk about that game in hand, and right, it's likely that they win that, and they sit at the top of the table theoretically. That's just like soon to be seen. Um, the two scariest things right now is the return of Holland and the return of De Bruyne. Like we've seen, just Holland not even miss a single stride, not a single step, still banging goals, right? Like whenever it matters, De Bruyne, he came in middle of a game immediately was an impact player right um and that is definitely scary going forward um we can talk about like if they do fall where they can lose points uh going into like the rest of the season but there is very realistically like another world where their inevitability they just like went out or like you know a draw here or there and it's just we're looking at the same result look i hate glazing manchester city and I am particularly not a big fan of Kevin De Bruyne after what he did to us last season. But something I wanted to bring up, since his return from injury, a debate I've been seeing on Twitter a lot is where De Bruyne stands amongst the Premier League greats. I saw some outrageous things like Claire Vonry. Vonry. Or at that level. I, I Obviously, I'm biased as an Arsenal fan. Uh, this question is more for Aziz and Rayan. Where does 
Kevin De Bruyne stand amongst Premier League players all time? Oh, like midfielders or like every position? players, players. I know the bias is towards attackers, right? Of course it is, but go ahead. And it, uh, you could first start maybe with midfielders and then move on to everyone, but I want to hear your thoughts you, on that. You know how all these teams have their Gerard, their Skulls, their Lampard, mm-hmm. and then we got KDB, and I think Damn. he's better than all of them. David Silva got his chain snatched so fast, bro. Like So quick. He had that chain for like a year. They built that statue, and De Bruyne brought that CL home, and they forgot all yeah. about him. It's but crazy. He's, he's a different player, though. Like, But he was there... Gerard, uh, Lampard, whatever you want to call it, Vieira, like he was their midfield icon, and clearly it's someone else now. But look, I feel weird discussing trophies when it comes to any city player, right? Like, but I think the counter argument to that is like a huge testament to their trophies is KDB. Like you right. buy in whoever else you want without KDB. And like, sure. Pep is like the genius manager that he is, but KDB, I think has a huge role into their success over all their trophies, all their, like what every single title that they've won over the last like five or six years. I, I think he's a great player. It's just like, if let's say maybe two, three years ago, he was sold to a different team. They would replace him. Mm-hmm. I like, agree. The, the great thing about this team is like no one is irreplaceable. Like, I even, disagree. Like fa- famous quote by Pep, like we cannot replace him. No, we but De Bruyne definitely. Next season like guy, that, they replaced him. Yeah. Look at Man City, their performance this season with and without De Bruyne. Like they've been a little bit. You could like, say the uh, same about Rodri. You could say the same. In fact, the, the case I think is Rodri even is more important. Yeah. The case is even better for Rodri. I think Rodri yeah. is more pivotal. If for I see Rodri in like Vieira debates, dog, <laughs> put me down, take me out back and shoot me. <laughs> damn, I cannot. But if I'm being real, these guys are entering, not even, they've been entered that territory. You look at the silverware they have, right? Treble three in a row, maybe four in a row, right? Like, it's getting to these are the 100 people. points. Yeah, these are the Bro. people our kids are going to look at like, no way these guys were real. Bro. And then they're going to have to stamp. They're going to have the stamp of that 115 charges, bro. You're forgetting that. <laughs> this is all built on corruption. Like, so that yes. just clears the way for like Mohamed Salabin, like the greatest Premier League player of the last 10 years. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the fact that Nicolas Pepe got more AFCONs than Mohamed Salah officially. <laughs> let's talk about how... We're bringing in AFCONs? What does that do for life? Let's, let's talk about... Are, I, thought, I thought Nicolas Pepe had zero minutes this entire tournament. Listen, me if I'm wrong. he got a chip. That's nah, all man, I know. Gotta, I listen, Pepe had zero minutes in this podcast over 18 episodes. <laughs> look, look <laughs> Salah might have uh, the, the, the Premier League Right, we could say, oh, that's what we're talking about. We could talk, we could, we could say, oh, Salah's a greater Premier League player than Nicolas Pepe. I might give you that, but if we're talking greatest African wingers of all time, I know who I got. We're talking about greatest, (laughs) I know who I got. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, 
But let's let's pivot on to City real quick because I, I think we'll run that game back where yeah, let's I do feel that like game. the biggest the biggest threat right now is City. But they do look maybe not so much anymore like what's the word I'm looking invincible. for? Invincible. Like, not so invincible, right? They're looking very invincible right now. Yeah. Um bleedable. Bleedable, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And so we look at and this is an testament to what you were saying earlier, right? When you say like players like Van Dyke, they're, they're looking at weak points now. I think that just goes to show that the whole league right now is getting better. And you brought this point up in, I think, our second attempt at this podcast yeah. is that Take two. teams like like United, which we've clowned so much for the last two years, and I'll, I'll let you kind of take over here because you had more in Hoyland. Um, he's, I think he's scored in his last five Premier League games now. Right. And if we're looking at where Man City lose points i'm looking at that manchester derby and i think all of a sudden like it's an actual competition i'm seeing like a hoyland versus holland being a real like match to watch yeah, yeah no. B- battle of the blonde, blonde tall dude Lund. that can that can shoot uh but yeah let's, let's play that game that game was fun i'm gonna read every fixture manchester city have left quick fire everyone's good we're gonna we're gonna say win Loss, draw. Okay, we're gonna keep it simple. Okay, first first game is the next game. Man City host Chelsea. I'm going Man City win. Man City tie win for draw. me. Tie tie for me. Okay okay. We're not even gonna debate this because the record will show. Everyone will see who's right and wrong. Man City then host Brentford. That's another win that for is, me. That's, that's a draw. That's I, a, I think it'll be a good game. I think you know it'll be spicy, but I think City draw with another win. They're too strong right now. All right, what part well, of quick fire. Then, that? then we got Bournemouth hosting City. I'm going City loss. <laughs> it's a third City win for me. I'm going hold. Win win. <laughs> I'm triple captaining Holland. Trust. So like he got, <laughs> he got a plan for us. Uh, then is the Manchester Derby. City host United. I'm going City loss. Hoyland got a plan for us. I promise you. I'm saying this is where City dropped points. I, I could see a draw or a loss, um, but they're dropping points. This is the game. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to predict a draw at any point. Uh, I'm only doing absolutes uh, here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going for a tie. No if, buts, or maybes. Then's the big <laughs> one absolutes. on the topic of Scousers, right? Man City mm. will go to Anfield. All right. That, they're getting smacked. That's a win. What you saying, Ryan? I'm I'm gonna go after you. Right. I see. I think Liverpool can pull out a win here. I see it realistically. It could be a draw. I don't see City like walking away with three points in that game. I'm saying you're taking three points and you're taking it comfortably, with ease. You're gonna snatch their chain. It's gonna be because listen, Flop. If he's anything, he's a man with an ego. He's mm. not bowing out of here. Mm-mm. Without whooping that ass at least, <laughs> at least once. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because look, Liverpool have beat City in the past, but they've never whooped that ass like ever, <laughs> right? So like, it needs to happen for for legacy. Could you imagine like a seven zero against both Manchester oh. teams? Oh, I'll pay for that. Or maybe That's it not, happens. It's like, not happening, but or maybe it happens like Wenger's thousandth game, and you guys get oh. knocked up. Shoot. Uh, Damn, let's not think that about was, things like that. That was tough. Um, next, <laughs> uh, Brighton hosts Manchester City. I'm going three points for City. Dub 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 dub. 
That's a big joke. one. That's a big one. And this is where mm-hmm. I'm going to have my say. Go for it. March 31st. Mm. Mark your calendar. All right. Every time I've said <laughs> that so far in this show, something has happened. Believe me. Right. And y'all know this by now. If you're if you're really paying attention on March 31st, when Arsenal rock up to the Etihad, I promise you. I promise you we're going to beat the brakes off of them. It's not going to be close. Actually, it might be close because we can't finish, but on paper, it ain't going to be close. I promise you that. We're walking out of there with three points. We're walking out of there with our heads high. We're walking out of there with hope. And I'm not saying we're going to win the league because we could we could go on and lose to anybody else. I promise you, even Burnley could take, take points off us, right? But on the 31st, we're going to win that game. And I'm so confident. I'm so confident that... You better say something crazy. <laughs> If if we lose, I, I said in the initial recording that I'll think of something by the time my, March 31st happens. I'm going to donate $100 to the charity that the top comment suggests, whatever that may be. All right? Ooh, so so it, we, got, we got skin in the game. It's a win-win either way, but we'll see what happens. So you're seeing like City getting their ass whooped by Liverpool and Arsenal within the span of two weeks. I, I promise it's going to happen. Wow. Damn. That's going to be the downfall of Pep. Maybe he'll retire after this. Stop. What are we bad. doing right now? <laughs> their current These are, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gassed it a little too, but I don't know about <laughs> Pep. Pop the brakes. Whoa. I don't know about Pep retiring. N- Nibs can't wait for the day Pep can't leaves City. Like, he's been waiting for that day for years, man. Like, I mean, we're the, talking about me, the future you know, of the me on my wedding day, Nibs. <laughs> me and the day Dave Pep retires. Oh, I'm suited up, baby. Oh, man. Suited the fuck up. But, like, just to speed run the rest of the fixtures, we talked about this, like, in the first recording. We think City, I think we're all in agreements, they snatched, like, 12 points last four games. The last four um, games are a write-off. You could give them those 12 points today. We don't even got to see. And I think the other game that I, I see something happening is Tottenham. I think the big oh. six are like big six in right now outside Chelsea, excuse me. Um, but like I think Tottenham can take points away from City as well, and that could be a deciding factor for this race. Yeah, the last four games, City winning the last four games and City losing the Spurs. We could have told you that in August. That 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 was gonna happen no matter what, right? Like Spurs for some damn reason, they have City's number on speed dial. Whoop that ass, done. Right? Like and and City know how to close out a season when they need to, right? So mm-hmm. those are locks. Everything else is up for it. Uh, something else we mentioned that I do want to just quickly cover is the effect of these European schedules. I think playing on Thursday nights is going to affect Liverpool because it guarantees you have Sunday Sunday games, right? And that gap between Thursday and Sunday is like mathematically shorter, <laughs> In the gap from Tuesday to Saturday. So, and we talked uh, about this too. I don't think Klopp's like trying to play like anything fancy. He's trying to win all these trophies, mm-hmm. right? He's the type of guy to put his foot on the gas, especially like, you know, with him taking a break now uh, after this season. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I could see that as a vulnerable. We saw that against Arsenal, right? Like I mentioned this before, we played like uh, seven games, seven matches in the three month span that Arsenal had played three. So, 
we already see how that can like affect this team. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think, you know, that could come into play, but it's just, it's all to be seen right now. I'm still confident in, in this team's ability to kind of pull through. I like that. Yeah. I, I like that. No one's like, you know, Oh, I, I don't see us doing it. You know, like everyone is backing their guns here, which mm-hmm. means that someone will emerge victorious. I wish we had a city fan here with us, but unfortunately those guys don't exist. Um, yeah. If you know someone that is a city fan, he's not real. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. That guy's a myth. Go try to touch him next. He's air. Um, but yeah, let, let us know if someone is a city fan out there that has words for us. I promise you we'll bring you out of the show um, and you can have your say. Um, so that's enough on the title race. Let's talk about another race developing, the top four race. United beat Villa in a game where Villa really showed Um And Hoyland has emerged uh, five goals in five games now. Unai Emery crumbling in the league, as he's known to do. Where this leaves us is with 24 matches played each, Spurs sit for, with 47 points, Villa right behind with 46, and United trailing with 41. But it's closer than it was last week. Um, I personally... Hope Villa can still do it, but I'm more and more doubtful of that prediction every day. Um, yeah. I hope Spurs don't do it. I can see United doing it. What do you guys think? I mean, even Villa riding did. on like obviously I hate United, but this riding on them to take points from City. Can we talk about uh, Eric Ten Hag's comments after this little hot streak? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you Delusional. that three-one win Arsenal had over United and. September has a four bedroom condo in Ten Hag's like forehead in. somewhere like cause there's a lot of space in there, but we have carved ourselves a nice little uh, portion of it because Ten Hag, after winning a game against Aston Villa, decides to prove his United team's might by saying, oh, we should have won the Arsenal game. Dog, head you know, loss you know what? this long is nuts. You know what this points me to? I think his his upper, uh, you know, manager, whatever, whoever he listens to, has been comparing his ass to Arteta a lot. He's just like on that, like understanding. Like, oh man, this guy coming. No, in it, it's bits. it's insecurity, and yeah, it's insecurity for sure. I hate I to mean, say, just it. go back to eras, uh, right? Come to an end after that, the seven zero whooping. Like this guy, this guy, honestly, I genuinely think. He's going to be sacked before he achieves like any real success with uh, United, and I think they move on from him. Yeah, like I'm not counting like one EFL Cup. Uh, obviously that was like there was something there, but this guy's like a phony, and I don't Dog. like really attribute any of their success to him. Eras yeah. come to an end. We don't play friendly games. The quote this past weekend: This guy has like TikTok edit audios stuck <laughs> on replay. On it. He thinks he's in edit. Like yeah. you are not that guy, bro. Like I promise you. Like. It, it it's gonna take some time for you to build credit pedigree to where you can say these quotes and we'll listen. Yeah, right now, it's just like the crazy dude talking. Um, and it I think really he, is. And he he buys his own hype a yeah. lot. <laughs> he will start a, like a dialogue behind <laughs> and then say his dialogue. Like it's like he pumps his <laughs> own ego up before he says something crazy, and it it really isn't hitting. It's crazy. And the longer they keep him, I feel like the better it is for our club, man. Yeah. They're just going to like pull these like crazy last minute winners out of Scott McTominay's forehead 
and then ride on that for a whole week and then crumble the next week, basically. That's but, yo, happen. imagine how Sancho feels. He was probably crushed, bro, when that Dominic oh. <laughs> went in. <laughs> uh, Is he still balling out in DVD? What's no, going on? Dude, I, I saw a man... stat. He, he was on the field for three minutes. So, sorry, two minutes, and he had three big chances missed. And I was like, there's no way that happened. Then I watched a clip. Sure enough, he missed the a, a basically an open goal three times yeah. in the span of two minutes. Um, but it is what it is. We're not here to talk Jaden Sancho. Um, I did want to give a quick shout out to Spurs who have somehow unlocked a clutch gene. I don't mm-hmm. know what kind of witchcraft uh Ange Postacoglu is whipping up, but it needs to stop because this is the sixth or seventh 90 plus minute winner I've seen out of Spurs. And it's it's out of character, and I don't like it. Um, with things Rick like Charleston scoring, it's yeah. like what's uh, going on, bro? Like no, I mean we're uh, talking about like Portland well, has arrived. The Charleston memes, like I'm <laughs> grasping for str- like I missed them, man. Like, here, why bro. is he banging? Now? He's here, bro. I don't like. I gotta start memeing Jesus in the scoring or something. Yeah, it's no. really but getting I ridiculous. Think opposite to Ten Hag, this is credit to Ange. Like he's really like been i think critical in like turning this team into what it is and turning richarlison into the type of player that he is too yeah uh, so credit to spurs they're not like finishing anything past fourth guaranteed no matter how much we credit them but credit is due regardless. ever yeah, yeah i agree um they're always in a title race in september and always right. in a top four race in august <laughs> it's the history of tottenham bro um don't want to spend too much more time on that because we are rushing this podcast. Um, let's talk a league we have never, I don't think, touched on in this podcast history. The Bundesliga. Mm. Boom. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen, who currently sit top, well, stood top a week ago as well, uh, played second place Bayern Munich in essentially like an early title decider. Obviously, there's still time for things to go wrong. And Leverkusen came out on the other end, still undefeated, with Harry Kane having to hold 3-0, was it? Uh, 3-0 yep. loss. Uh, yep. Funny things came out of that game. Most funny of them all was Thomas Muller's interview post-match, which is the first time anyone's ever seen him angry because he's used to winning anything he wants to Everything. win. Uh, do Germans angry? Are the funniest, like they always sound angry anyway. When they're <laughs> actually mad, it's raps. <laughs> yeah, I, I also yeah. saw uh, the, the there was Sane punching the camera in the goal. Oh, yeah. uh, in general, I think you know we've seen this era of like Bayern dominating and called their Farmers League for so long, and you could say that it's like a history of like not a history but like poor management kind of coming in now. Um, with with Byron or whatever, they uh, signed Eric cool. Dyer, fam. That that can't be good for anything, right? Like, but I think all the credit, it's not really on Byron's demise because we saw some of that last year with Dortmund, like sneaking in, uh, in the last you know game week, uh, of the season. I think this is more of a credit to what Xabi Alonso has been able to do, uh, with Leverkusen. Like, it's the first time a manager has got me like really looking into like tactics. Like, it's ridiculous what he's done with this team. Look, the way I see it. Listen, we got two, we got a doctor and a doctor in progress of this call. We're men of science and there's two independent variables here. Uh, both originate from North London. Granite Xhaka of Arsenal went to Leverkusen. Harry Kane of Spurs went to Bayern. 
one traditionally wins, one traditionally loses, (laughs) and we've seen the effects of that. This is just (laughs) football heritage, put simply. (laughs) This can't be what we're doing. I did the science, bro. I hate to break it to everyone. So, yeah, I mean, it's the season's basically a write-off. I don't think Bayern Leverkusen have the – yeah, go ahead. I I think it's a little bit earlier to judge because it's only five points difference, right? But I saw an interesting stat where it said every Bundesliga season where like there's like a a title race when when that second place team, mostly Dortmund, face Bayern head to head matches, they always get whooped every single time. This is the first time where the second like the the title contender is not losing to Bayern. They drew 0-0, I think, with them first game. And then the second game, they whipped them 3-0. Yep. So that's that's something unheard of, like, in the title race in Germany. So Yeah, but Germany really has been plagued with, uh, like, a little brother syndrome for eternity. Yeah. It, it, it almost felt like at times that there was someone just running, like, a FIFA career mode with Bayern, the way things would just work out for them. Um, and Jabi Alonso and Granit Xhaka said, no, we're done with, with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so great to see. I love, dude. Seeing Harry Kane lose never gets old. <laughs> ever. I he is so easy to root against. It's absurd. Um, and he, long may. Yeah, Liverpool go against Leverkusen in the Europa League. Yeah. So I was gonna talk about a little bit more about like is Abby Alonso right? Like the dream every Liverpool fan has right now is that he leaves Leverkusen and you know he helps. Uh, the the non-Bayern team win the Bundesliga and then come do miracles uh, at Liverpool, right? I don't think that's the case. I think that's like the dream. I think there's more like uh, realistic options for what's going to happen. And we talked about this again, like in an earlier attempt at the pod, that I think Zabi Alonso needs more years uh, here, like with Leverkusen. And I think what he's done so far, like in the Europa League, they're the only team undefeated in the group stage. They've been dominating pretty much at every level, invincibles already. And if he can continue at this rate, uh, and show like you know what he can do in the Bundesliga two three more years, then we can talk about like you know moving him to like we we had talks about like Real Madrid on the first uh, attempt of this podcast too. Um, but I think the smartest move for him right now is to to continue to grow here, and I think he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, and I'll bring up a point I made already. But listen, Doug, as Liverpool fans, y'all got to decide: do you want continued success or do you want Klopp's legacy to remain intact? Because both cannot happen. I promise you, if the next coach comes in here and starts winning immediately, Klopp is going to be labeled a system player, right? It's going to all credit's going to go to FSG. There, there can definitely be like Klopp already built the sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like nah, it's not hard to fumble. Man. There can be wins without a yeah. collapse. Nah, man, it's a bad look. It's a terrible look. It, <laughs> You need a David Moyes. You need a fall guy. Trust. This narrative building that we're doing is is I I got it loaded. You can't win. You literally can't win. Because if you win, I got something for you. If you lose, I got something. It's like that where you have like the two tweets loaded in the drafts, like whichever the result is. We're locked in, bro. It's it's, it's great. Um, So do you guys see this as like Arsenal's league next year with like Nabirsta and Pep's retiring? Hell yeah. We got that whooping in. It's locked. We locked in. As Pat Bev said, delusion, you had the last four. I got the next four. All right. It's... Save, save this clip, man. I, I need to see this play out. <laughs> this is what it's all about. 
but uh, enough, enough silliness. Let's do some Champions League predictions and let's close this damn thing out. Um, pictures are dead this week. Champions League looking like Europa League right now. Um, first game, Man City, Copenhagen. Everyone say it with me. Man City's going to win. Uh, Real Madrid, Leipzig. Aziz wanted to play this up like it was a it was going to be a game. Honestly, Madrid tends to have a bozo gene in the first leg of, of these Champions League games. I'm not going to lie. Like, you guys are inevitable in the Champions we don't, League. But the- we don't have any center back that's fit. Any. Uh, honest to God, I cannot name you five Leipzig players. Yeah, that's true. Is yeah. Daddy almost still there? Who knows, Doug? I, I don't know. They empl- they employ a bunch of NPC players, honestly. Mm. Uh, then you got PSG, Real Sociedad. Everyone say with me, Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad. PSG, do not got the minerals. Also, Nibs, you're muted or something. We cannot hear you, brother. Uh, and then the last game is Lazio versus Bayern Munich. I'm going... Lazio. I'm going Bayern, because I think they're going to be playing mad, and... They might I mean, we know something. how they take out their frustrations in the Champions League. So yeah, oh, I, was, I wish it was Barca on that. <laughs> Bar- Wait, oh Barca plays Napoli. Okay, that's that's for later, next time. Yeah, a, a, a quick topic before I wrap. Um, mm-hmm. I think as Americans, it's a duty of ours to just report on the fact that the Super Bowl happened this past weekend. And, and while watching, bro, I realized. We need some Americans in charge in the Premier League. Like there's nah. some there's some opportunities we're missing, man. I need I need the westernization of this sport. I need I, the just just get Saka to date Ice Spice and you got like your marketing. <laughs> yeah, like 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 let's get let's get a Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like let's get a let's get one of the city players to start dating like Dua Lipa and let's get like a Dua Lipa cam. You know what I mean? Like something to bring more eyes to this game because we have a wonderful product i just don't think it. you guys saw the questions that happen every super bowl right they go around asking oh what game's bigger the super bowl or the world cup and everyone's <laughs> like the super bowl there's a reason bro the super bowl got something for everybody they got what they got the game for the dudes they got the halftime show for the for the girls right i mean I, look i know we're doing like middle school shit here but just hear me out right if, for people who care about the, the game, Swifties, yeah, you got the Swifties, you got the, uh, the Nickelodeon stream for the children. Yeah. Like yeah, every base is covered. Everyone is entertained on Super Bowl day. If I put on a World Cup final and there's kids around that don't know soccer or, or women around, it's wraps, bro. No one, the snooze fest. It's just for us. They also nah, got man, reason. Also got reason play. I disagree is these interviews happen in America, and like these are the only people that think that way. Like, yeah, the World Cup has an aura about it where it's like I don't even know what's going on when I watch like that 2010 final. Um, but I'm just like I'm locked in. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a certain aura to it. There's like this worldwide connection to it. You, you telling have, like, me? I have Twitter heads where it's like you're talking about like the, the halftime show for the girls. They'll be like hijabis with Muhammad Salah profiles, like just destroying people in like debates <laughs> online. Like it is a completely global sport. No, I I, I understand. Football is dom dominates the world everywhere else, right? Are you tell me we can't get like a Shakira halftime show? You tell me for what tell- though? Like a mid-table matchup? Like- no, no, like for a, a Champions League final, a World Cup. We can't get a halftime show. You tell me we oh, can't. We, we do. 
they got Dua Lipa. Yeah. We got yeah. No, they 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 don't broadcast it. It it goes to advertisers. It's not like a spectacle. Also, mm. you're telling me the advertisers can't step it up. We we covet the ads during Super Bowl, bro. People don't leave their seat for the advertisements. Nah, Could you that's imagine? Nah, like, man. that's too many ads. Like every two minutes, it was just going into the ad breaks. Nah, America cooked differently with the Super. Bowl. They turned up. Uh, look, I'm I'm telling you here, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, is the superior product. But these guys have been able to market this BS product to a point where it could even be in a conversation, at least in a country. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Kind of argument, like you talk about like advertisements. Yes, like oh my god, it's like what seven million dollars for like a thirty second commercial. One, first of all, Super Bowl commercials fell off. Two, the beauty of like Premier League soccer is it's not like oh someone kicks it out of bounds and now here's like three commercials That's about true. Burger King stuff down your throat. Yeah. That's true. They get them off at halftime, but there's still ads. You know what I mean? Like there's 15 <laughs> minutes straight of ads. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I think we need a, a Amer- we need like Steve Ballmer or something in the Premier League office cooking up. Every um, sport needs a Steve Ballmer, yeah. But yeah, that's that's it for episode 17. In total, we spent almost three hours doing this. So hopefully, uh, y'all yeah. have enjoyed it. Um, something I said in the original attempt at this podcast, and I'm gonna say again: we we appreciate you guys on TikTok, on Instagram Reels, on YouTube, Spotify, everything. Keep hitting the buttons. We do this for hours on end every week. All you gotta do is hit the buttons. Uh, when we hit 100 followers on TikTok, we'll be doing a giveaway. Uh, mm-hmm. Pariah Nation has secured one of the most coveted vintage hits <laughs> of all time. Uh, and we'll be oh. doing a giveaway in March if we hit 100 followers by then. So make sure you get involved. Um, I'll be giving away details regarding the giveaway soon. So uh, stay tuned. Take care. Be healthy. Uh, be active. Watch football. Bye. Peace.